Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base. And uh, unfortunately, we're back with a defeat. Um, the international break is over. We're back to club football and it felt like forever. Um, I don't know why I was I put this on my my. My Barca-themed Instagram page, if you haven't checked it out, it's at Barca Base Official. Go check it out, at Barca Base Official. But I put on there that it felt so long, this international break. I don't know what the heck was going on. It just felt long. I was missing club football. I think the brilliant start in club football throughout the world, really. We're seeing a lot of goals. Um, it's been very exciting to watch football as of late. Just kind of got me missing that club football vibe. You know, international just isn't the same. Um, so I was very excited for football to come back, only to be rudely awoken by Barcelona playing some of the most disjointed football I've seen um, since, well, actually the most disjointed football I've seen since Coman took charge, <laughs> which uh, doesn't sound that bad because he didn't take charge that long ago. But listen, let's get into it all. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we lost. We were playing today away from home against Getafe and we lost 1-0. As I said, away from home against Getafe, losing 1-0. It was a penalty that in the end beat us. And we'll get into all of it. We're going to speak about the gameplay, the tactics, the lineup, the blah, blah, blah. We're going to see, we're going to speak about everything, okay? But we're going to start where we always do. And that is with none other than the team lineup. What did Barcelona choose? Or more so, what did Ronald Koeman choose? How did he choose to set up this FC Barcelona side? Could he be entrusted with um, the keys to the ammunition of destroying Hitafe? Clearly it didn't work out, but listen, let's get straight into the lineup. Interesting lineup. A lot of speculation prior that we were going to see some rotations. Of course, international football bears heavy on the soles, maybe more so the feet um, and the bodies of a lot of players. You know, a lot of mileage traveled, um, a lot of football, not a lot of time to rest. There were, of course, some players that weren't called up for international duty. They were able to train throughout. Players like PK, we also had Dembele in that bracket, Dest uh, as well. So they, they, you know, amongst others, but they got to train the whole time. They weren't called up for international duty. So that that is why there was speculation that there would be some rotation uh, from what we are used to seeing, essentially. And there was. There was some rotation. So let's start up. Well, let's start off, sorry, with the lineup. So at the back in goal, we saw, no surprise here, it was Neto in goal. Then on the right, we saw Sergio Roberto, a centre-back partnership of PK and Longley, and Serginho. Dest making his full FC Barcelona debut on that left-hand side, left-back position. Then we had a quote-unquote double pivot of Frankie de Jong and Sergio Busquets, the usual suspects, if you will. And then we have that attacking uh, trio of Messi, Pedri, and Dembele. And then up front, we saw Antoine Griezmann being given a chance, being given an opportunity, being given his shot at, um, 
you know, playing in his what what is so-called preferred position. We saw Messi, for the most part of today's game, play on that right-hand side, and Griezmann was occupying a central role. So let's talk about this lineup. I've obviously told you what it is, and we can notice a few changes. The main one being Pedri's inclusion, as well as Dembele and Serginio Dest. They were kind of the new players that are coming into this team right now. And it was very interesting to not see Coutinho get the nod, especially with his form, how it's been. He's been playing incredible, um, but he was not elected to play this game. I'm not quite sure of the reason. I'm quite surprised. Him, both him and Ansu Fati didn't didn't start. However, they did and have been playing so well uh, since starting the the official La Liga season. So. Interesting to see them not get the starts, but that was the case. And to be fair, we'll get into it all, but Pedri played brilliantly whilst he was on the field. So Pedri was that change. Also Dembele, who was training, as I said, throughout that international break with Barcelona, trying to show... Komen that he can be counted upon. He can make an impact in this team and he can be a starter for it. So he was given his rightful chance today. Um, as well as that, and this is very interesting as well, we saw, we saw Serginio Dest play at left back. Okay. Obviously his preferred position in the defense is right back. However, he is known to be able to play at left back. However, as Sergio Roberto was and continues to hold down the fort on that right-hand side, if you will, or continue to um, have his name in pole position for the starter, as of so far, at that right-back position, we saw Sergio Dest take the left-back position. And the reason this is very interesting is because we had a fully fit, well, yeah, a fully fit Junior Firpo. He was in the squad list. He was able to be elected. He was able to play and he is known as the backup for Jordi Alba, who of course is still out with an injury. So before this, you could kind of think it was in the running order of Jordi Alba, Junior Firpo, and then the newcomer Dest. However, Dest, despite it not being his preferred side of the defense, does hop in front of Junior Firpo to take the start, which for, for Junior Firpo is very worrying. It has to be said, you know, of course, he, he wants minutes. He wants to prove himself still. That's why he's still at the club. He wasn't sold. You know, we still need um, a backup for Jordi Alba. But however, he was not elected to be that backup in today's game. And that is worrying. That's worrying for Junior Firpo. We'll see how he reacts, if he can get some minutes soon. Um, because so far, you know, there hasn't really been many for um, still the youngster uh, at the left-back position for Barcelona or not at the left-back position of Barcelona, uh, if you will. But the main thing for me within this lineup, and it was more so when we actually began to see the game start and we get began to see how that lineup um transformed or transpired on the pitch uh, it was all about Griezmann and where he would play because you know many Barca fans have been saying stop playing him on the right um, put Messi back on the right and have Griezmann as that center centerpiece you know he he scored during the international break for France but um, so far for Barcelona he hasn't managed to do anything of anything he hasn't really been able to do much at all so this was it this was it for Griezmann it really was it was his big chance um and as we get into the game as the game kicked off the the thing for me was 
it was a very energetic start first and foremost we started energetically um and that's always positive you know although albeit a little frantic at times because you know Hetafe matched our, our our energy straight from the off, it has to be said. But the big thing for me, and I was really paying attention to it, was seeing Griezmann play that centerpiece role, as I was saying. Now, this is Coman saying, listen, okay, here is your chance. This is it. This is your chance. And I'll also speak about why that's more, um, or why I believe this was his biggest chance to date, if you will, in a second. But we began to see the lineup take shape of... The old four-three-three. Um, Pedri was slightly deeper because uh, Griezmann was in that kind of centre-attacking midfield role um, on the transitions and, and playing in his real preferred position. And he had Messi on the right, you know. So this this is why I think it was his biggest biggest opportunity is because we saw Coutinho out of the team today. He wasn't playing, and I think. One of the main reasons for it is because Coman decided to really give Griezmann his his go. You know, put him in the center, give him everything he needs to thrive. Let him be in 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 his words, you know, the the best situation you can put Griezmann in for him to flourish in this Barcelona team. By taking Coutinho out of it, Coutinho when when's in that team, he occupies a lot of the space in that centre attacking mid, in midfield position. Therefore, if you had to have Griezmann um, playing as the forward, he would automatically, or, or Messi in that cam role, he would automatically start drifting towards one of the wings because that centre position was taken up. But because Pedri was in and playing slightly deeper than Coutinho was, it allowed more space for Antoine Griezmann in that central role. Again, that allows him to gain more touches, to create the interlinked play uh, with the likes of Pedri, who was slightly deeper, like I said, the likes of Messi, who was then on the right, and also Dembele, who was on the left. You know, there's been so much talk about Griezmann's position and where he fits in, and Didier Deschamps, the the, the French... Um, the French national side's manager has been continuing to stick by Griezmann and say it's it's a problem within Barca. Here he plays amazingly, blah, 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 blah. It's all to do with the position, etc., etc. But today was that. We gave him his position. We gave him the tools to succeed, to play his best football. And it didn't transpire once more. For me, as I explained in the way that they allowed Griezmann to uh, the optimal circumstances for him to perform. For me, this is Coman. It's flat. It's flat out Coman saying, this is it. This is everything you need. Go do it. Prove to me that you can. Everything is set up for you to play at your max. So just go out and do it. It was a massive game, in my opinion, for, for Griezmann. And we'll get into how it didn't didn't quite work out once more. Um, another player who was new into the starting lineup was Dembele. Um, and very early on, I'm seeing the same things that bug me with Dembele. The same things. For me, when I when I look at Dembele as the player so far, first and foremost, he hasn't really progressed since coming to Barcelona. It has to be honest. And there are multiple reasons for that. Of course, he's been injured for an extremely large portion of his time here. But the player that we got from Dortmund hasn't really evolved or adapted in, in this Barcelona side, or improved. For me, the two main assets to his game, the two main strengths within his game, is 
One, his pace, and two, his unpredictability. You never know what way he's going to do. He's very unpredictable. You're not sure, you know, how to really deal with him because you you can't read him. And I think sometimes he doesn't know what he's going to do. And that's what makes him so unpredictable. Uh, so unpredictable. But as I say, those are his two main strengths, in my humble opinion. However, his passing, his decision-making, his touch, and the fact that he consistently loses possession almost nullify those two main strengths because countless, countless times he's losing the ball. He's doing too much. His touch isn't good enough. His his decision-making in those crucial moments, when to release the ball, when to play the pass, when to have the shot, they're just not there. And maybe it will take some more time. But although he has been injured for a lot of it, he has been at the club now for a while and he needs to start performing because you have the likes of Trincao hot on his tail. We have multiple options in attack now. And I'll tell you something for sure. Ronald Koeman will not tolerate possession being given, given up as easily as Dembele gives up possession for long. He just won. He really needs to improve in those departments in order for him to continue uh, to start in this Barcelona squad or actually to just even play in it and to look at it more drastically like that. I really think it is a matter of urgency and I'm not sure how much longer we can wait. But listen, it was his first start back since the injury um, in terms of a, a competitive game, if you will, not counting friendlies. So you can cut him a little slack, but I don't know. I don't know how much slack to cut him because I think we are constantly cutting Dembele slack. And I think it gets to a point where we have to say other players would, would, would rise to these occasions here. You know, they would do more off the back of this performance. Dembele wouldn't start in the next game for me. He just wouldn't. So that is the way it is. Getafe were putting us to the sword early on, though. Within the first 20 minutes, they looked very dangerous in attack. Um, and, and they looked like they could be um, a real handful to deal with if we weren't careful. And the problem was we weren't. We weren't well organized. We didn't look well drilled. We looked very disjointed. Um, there was very little rhythm within our game. And I was just thinking, what, what is it the international break? What is it? I know Coman hasn't had, you know, a lot of time with within this Barcelona team so far, but still it was very disjointed. And if we are going to use the excuse of, well, Coman hasn't been in or, or managing the squad for a long time, Okay, but the first two games, we saw something unbelievable. We saw incredible rhythm. We saw incredible dynamic play. We saw incredible um, just team... The, the team performance was incredible. Um, they were all pulling in the same direction. We were seeing the link-up working. We were seeing the rhythm being created and upheld. Uh, but we didn't see it today. So I'm not sure if you can use that excuse. Excuse, sorry. But uh, that was worrying for me just because of how good Hitafe were looking or dangerous they were looking when they were attacking. Um, another new man into the first team was, of course, Serginio Dest, uh, the youngster who looks like he can be a promising, promising player for Barcelona. And when he was in attacking positions, I must say, he was uh, looking for that Jordi Alba-esque pass to Messi, you know, where he pulls back the ball. He gets, you know, um, high and wide on that left-hand side and he, he drills that ball, pulls it back into the path of Lionel Messi, who's often looking for it and running onto it to take that first-time shot. And we saw Messi take one of those first-time shots um, early-ish on in that 
first half and that will you know that will really really boost um the bond between the Argentine and Serginio Dest, you know, getting that link-up play, really becoming familiar with each other's patterns on the football pitch will really help in time. If Dest is to stay on that left-hand side, uh, we're yet to see. When Jordi Alba comes back, we could see him move over to the right-hand side. I would not be surprised. I think that is probably where he will um, ultimately find his spot in the Barcelona team. But you never know, you never know. So despite um, the possession that we had, because we did have a lot of possession um, in the first 25 minutes of the game, the ball for the majority was in our own half. Um, however, when we were on the ball, we, we were playing some nice passages of play, but the problem was they weren't consistent. They weren't continue, continue, continuous. I'm not sure that's a word, but we'll go with it. Um, what I'm saying is they weren't they weren't happening for long enough periods of time. It was very, uh, it was moment. It was just moments. It was moments of nice play, but not no continuity to them. That that was the issue. Um, another thing I noticed, there was a lot of doubt surrounding whether Lionel Messi would start uh, because of the miles traveled, because of his getting on in age, if you will, um, and also for the for the time and, and, and the hard shifts that he put in, put in playing for Argentina over the uh, international break. But for the amount of football and traveling that he had done, uh, Messi... Messi was looking sharp in the first 25. He was. He, whenever you got the ball, he looked like he could try and make something happen. That's what you want to see. There was little walking around sluggish movement from Lionel Messi. So that was positive. That really was. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much to break down from this game. There really is. So that was the first kind of 25 minutes. And then we moved a little bit further on and we saw the biggest chance of the game so far a glaring opportunity, an unmissable opportunity, and it falls to the man that needs it most, Antoine Griezmann, 29 minutes in, and Antoine Griezmann has to score. Has to score. He's literally one-on-one with the goalkeeper. It's a great ball in from Pedri, who had a brilliant first half, uh, by the way. For me, my 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 man of the match for the first half. My man of the half, if you will. Um, but Pedri plays a brilliant ball through to none other than Antoine Griezmann playing in his preferred position in the centre, through on goal. He has time, he has space, and he doesn't even get the ball on target. That is so poor. How many excuses can we make for this man? I, I can't, I cannot. I, we are playing in him in, in every circumstance that he would want. But it's just, it's, when, when you're, when you're, when we've just bought a, a player for 120 million, when you're one-on-one with the goalkeeper with that amount of time and space, the ball at the very least has to go on target. At the very least. And even that isn't really good enough. But at the very least, it has to go on target. And this blazed over the bar. The keeper didn't even have to make a save. It was unbelievable. I can't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I was thinking, this is it. He's going to score. He's in a central position. Here we go. Here come the comments. Oh, see what happens when you put him in his central position, his preferred position, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't to be. He still is missing unmissable chances. It's really, really, really that simple. And I'm not sure how many more times he can get away with that before he gets out of the team. Because the performances that he is putting in, they're not worthy 
of a star, no matter his price tag, no matter the player that he once was or still has the potential to be. You know, it, he's not warranting the star. And that's my main issue. It's really that simple. And he needs to start repaying the manager for these starts. Otherwise, he has to be out. I mean, on, honestly, Braithwaite would have scored that. He really would. Surely, <laughs> surely it was unmissable. And the fact that he couldn't even put it on target, there, there really isn't an excuse for that. There isn't. There isn't. But yeah, as I said, I mentioned slightly um, prior to this point on Antoine Griezmann, Pedri ha- ha- was very good. He was very, very good in that first half. There were some great moments from him, um, some really commanding football by such a young player, similar to the likes of Ricky Puig, but in a slightly different way. He really controlled the game well when he was on the ball. Um, and I have to say props to the scouting team, props to them because they have uncovered what could potentially be and I don't want to start throwing these hype words around really early and then it amounting to nothing but he could be a future Barcelona star he has the tools in his arsenal if he can continue to develop well get game time um, and integrate himself within this Barcelona squad he really could be a future star undoubtedly Again, we saw some good moments from Serginio Des, some great uh, movements um, and, and, and passes. His decision-making was quite good for the majority of his game, especially in that first half. Um, second half, especially towards the end when the team was more disjointed than ever, you know, cracks started to show, but they did within the, the full team. But yeah, some good moments from him within the first half. But the problem was and remained that we just weren't clicking. It just wasn't clicking. Similar to the Sevilla game where we weren't finding our rhythm. We still, we weren't finding the rhythm again and we just weren't clicking as a team. And that was the end of the first half. That that drew an end to the first half. Um and at halftime, I'm thinking, you know, Komen needs to inspire this team to start playing as a unit, as a jointed unit. And it's like they were, it, it didn't feel like a team. It felt like a 11 individuals. And that, and that is a problem, especially when you talk about uh, a, a club such as Barcelona, whose whole philosophy is arguably more so than anyone team football, you know, with the whole, the history of the tiki-taka, um, you know, the, the possession-based game. And despite possession, we were so disjointed. I don't even, it doesn't even make sense to me. Um, and it, what was odd is the fact that we put in these big signings, we put in these big money players, the likes of Dembele, Griezmann, and they weren't adding to the squad. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, that was the end of the first half and that drew in the second half. And straight away, we saw Dembele getting on the ball quite a lot in the early parts of that of that first half. Um, but again, he just needs to learn when to release the ball. We saw him, we see him do some great work. You know, he picks the ball up well. He starts to run at the defenders and he does some great work initially. And then he overdoes it. He tries to do too much and he ends up losing possession. And, you know, it, it's not good enough. And Komen, that's definitely not something that he will tolerate. Like I said earlier, if he could just improve his decision making, improve his simple passing, improve the simplicity of his game. I think we could have a real player because as I've said, and you probably heard me say this in previous episodes of Barca Base, I have never in my life, in my whole 
watching football career, if you will, I have never seen a player with that much talent and skill misplaced that many five-yard passes ever in my life. But there were warning signs early on. Hetafe showed no mercy and we knew that they wouldn't. In front of goal, we can't give them chances. And instead, we decided to gift them a penalty in the 54th minute. A penalty to Hetafe, and it was just so poor from Barcelona. We couldn't clear the ball. We had multiple opportunities to do so, so but we just couldn't. And Frankie de Jong goes into the back of the Getafe man and the referee points to the spot. Now, Frankie de Jong now had a, a poor game against Sevilla and he's now given a, a, a penalty away in this game against Getafe when earlier today we saw Real Madrid lose and Mata, the Getafe man, converts from the spot and puts them 1-0 up at home. And we had a lot of work to do from that point on. And for me, the first thing needed to make that change was Ronald Koeman making a change. We we needed a different element. We really did. You know, the team wasn't gelling. It was disjointed. It wasn't dynamic. There wasn't nice fluidity to the play. So we needed a change. We needed something to change. But yeah, like I was saying, we earlier saw, uh, sorry, Barcelona sorry, Real Madrid lose 1-0 to surprise Cadiz. And we're all thinking, here we go, here's our opportunity. But again, opportunity squandered. We end up losing as well 1-0 and it's not good enough. These are the games we have to win. We have El Clasico in seven days, you know, and we want to be going into that with a lead. We want to be going on to, into that off the back of a win, not off the back of a, a poor, poor performance and ultimately a loss. But getting back to this game, as I said, Mata converted it from the spot. And we just, from that moment, needed to, needed to tread very carefully because if we were not ca- careful, the game would slip further and further away from us. And Getafe would dub- double the lead, you know, before long. And they, they really were, within that five to ten minute period after their goal, playing us off the park. That's not something I want to ever say about a Barcelona team. Getting played off the park, getting out barcelona So, yeah, worrying. Really worrying. But 61 minutes in, we did see changes happen. And we saw Dembele and Pedri come off for Ansu Fati and Coutinho. The two men that usually start within this lineup came in after 61 minutes. Dembele um, understandably came off. Um, and Pedri, who had a great game up to that that um, 61st minute, also made way. Just because I think, you know, he played a brilliant game, but he's occupying ultimately a similar, albeit the same position than Coutinho. Um, so he had to make way. And that was the way it was. We saw Ansu Fati and Coutinho come on, but still there just wasn't enough fluidity to our play. We were too ragged. It was too stop start and there was no flow or rhythm. However, Coutinho and Ansu Fati did inject that instant energy to a dull performing team. But um, unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't amount to anything. But it's always nice when you see your subs come on and really start running around the pitch, trying to win the ball back, going after every ball, you know, trying to win the challenges, getting into challenges, you know, showing that aggression and that willingness to win the ball back straight away. That's what you want from your substitutes. So initially, that was a very promising sign from um, 
the two substitutes. But for me, how Antoine Griezmann was still on that pitch was it was beyond me. You know, he wasn't offering anything as an attacking outlet and he hasn't done really ever since we have started this La Liga campaign with him playing. It really hasn't. I don't know how how much longer he can he can go on doing this and still be be a starter. I really don't. It doesn't sit well with me because for me, we are prioritizing the money over, you know, the the price of the player over the what's ultimately going to benefit the team better. I think having two wingers, Messi in the middle and Coutinho, um, Messi in front of Coutinho is probably going to be far better. And we are yet to see that really from the start. What we've seen so far is Griezmann on the right, Messi in that centre-forward role, Coutinho in that centre-attacking midfield role, and Ansu Fati on that left wing. But I would love to see a starting lineup with Ansu Fati on the left, Coutinho in the middle, Trincao on the right, and uh, Messi in that centre-forward role. I'd love to see how that pans out, but we are yet to see... And then the change did come. We saw Antoine Griezmann and Frankie Dion come off for Trincao and Braithwaite in the 79th minute. And you could see that Komen was really going for it now. We were making attack-minded substitutions, which is something I love to see, especially when we're behind and we need a goal. Um, so that was nice to see from Komen. But that's two relatively poor games in a row for Frankie Dion in Barcelona colours, giving away a penalty and ultimately... Um, the goal that lost us the match today and a very poor display against Sevilla. Um, yeah, not great. And he deserved to, to, to be substituted in, in my, uh, in my humble opinion. But with that attack-minded substitutions does come the risk of getting hit on the counter-attack and hit bad on the counter-attack. And that happened very, very, very quickly after those changes occurred. We saw Getafe hit the crossbar. It was a brilliant ball over the top and Cucho was in. He strikes the ball. Neto manages to get a hand to it and he manages to push it onto the crossbar and it bounces over the goal, luckily for us. But that should have been game, set and match. Good night. Because, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, a good chance, but thankfully Neto managed to get a hand to it and ultimately push it onto the post, or, sorry, the crossbar and it went over. And then, oh my goodness, and then I seen pop up the statistic that in 83 minutes of football, Getafe's goalkeepers had to make one save. That is disgraceful. You can't make, you really cannot make any, any sort of excuse for that. Look at the attack that we had. Look at the attacking players that we had in that team. We had Dembele. We had Griezmann, we had Messi, we had Pedri. And then obviously we had more attackers come in. And 83 minutes in, and Getafe's goalkeepers had to make one save? Nah, that's, that's, that's unforgivable. How, do you, how are you meant to win a game or get anything from a game when 83 minutes in, you forced one save from the keeper? One save. And then my happiest moment throughout the whole game occurred. I saw Ricky Puig enter the pitch. The only thing that I'd seen from today's game that made me genuinely smile 
almost zero time for him to do anything, mind you, but he came on for Sergio Roberto in the 85th minute, which forced Dest to move into his preferred right-back position for the remainder of the game. Um, but yeah, Ricky Puic came in extremely late. Uh, in fact, I believe it was the 87th minute, which, I mean, I'm not sure what you expect him to do in three minutes, but there was stoppage time, of course. Uh, difficult for him to really prove his worth to Ronald Koeman in that amount of time. And it'll be interesting to see if he does get the start in our upcoming Champions League game. Uh, we shall we shall see. Um, 88th minute, and it should have been once more game set and match. This one more so than the previous chance that hit the bar. And again, Again, it falls to Cucho, who once more, because of our attempt to win the, the the ball high and really press high and you know leave men forward, PK playing as a designated striker as he loves to do when we need a goal, it meant that we were completely empty at the back. And uh, yeah, as I said, it should have been game set and match. Cucho threw once more unlimited time and space, one on one with Neto, but similarly to Antoine Griezmann, blazes the ball over the bar. And um, at that point, I was wondering, you know, will Hitafe come to regret this miss? It was two minutes left of the game, but plus six minutes of stoppage time, eight minutes total left to play. And I was thinking that that may be a lifeline. We may have been given a little stroke of luck. Now we can go and at least get a draw from this game. So that Real Madrid loss earlier doesn't feel like it's completely wasted. But um, it was, <laughs> it was wasted again off the bar. However, this time for Barcelona, not through one of our own players, mind you. Um, it was almost an own goal from the Getafe defender. I can't quite remember the who it, which defender it was, but um, it was a ball whipped in. I think it was from Dest on that right hand side, and uh, the the Getafe hit, uh, defender in trying to clear it instead heads it onto the the post uh, so yeah we were I, i'm not even going to say we were unlucky not to get the goal there because to be honest Getafe deserved the win so yeah that's really it but that was it for the game that drew the game to a close the six minutes of stoppage time came to an end and that's it you know we looked completely unorganized, nowhere near well-drilled enough, completely struggled to find any kind of rhythm within the game, and it was so disjointed. It was disjointed beyond belief. Really, really, really not good enough. And again, again, I've seen this countless times when our biggest rival, our biggest rival for this league title drops points, and not just one point drops three points in a shock defeat to Cadiz we have the opportunity to you know react and react well and you know impose ourselves on this league title and really show that we are about it and we miss we completely fail we completely combust and we can't get anything of any relevance once more I just wanted to read out this stats as well I, I saw after the game, um, Antoine Griezmann has missed 26 out of his last 28 shots. He's only scored two goals from those 28 shots. 
So it's getting harder and harder to defend him, especially today when he was played in his preferred position. He was definitely involved in the game far more, especially in that first half. Yet we're seeing him missing absolute sitters, not even able to force a save from the goalkeeper. So really not good enough. And Griezmann needs to buck his ideas up. I'm not sure how much more patience Ronald Koeman will have with him. But that's it. That is it. We lose a game we should not have. We should have played better. And I want to start seeing the introduction of the likes of Ricky Puch into games. He is a starter. He can be a starter. He can work in this system. We just need to try him. Give him the opportunity. You know, give him, giving him sorry three minutes at the end of the game isn't good enough. And it won't, it won't really prove much. <sighs> But that, but that was it. Hetafe were tough rivals. They were dirty at times. You know, they committed a total of twenty fouls against us um, in that game. Uh, a few dodgy decisions from the referee. But let's not go down that route. You know, we could sit here day in, day out, and be like, oh, well, there should have been a yellow card here. Maybe you should have got a red card there. But at the end of the day, the the simple matter of fact is, we were not good enough. We were nowhere near good enough. We were disjointed. We were unorganized. We were not in any way well drilled. And we just, yeah, we combusted. Um, so that's it. That's really it. You, you give a, a team like Getafe a chance and they, they're going to take it. And they did it. They did it really well. So fair play to Getafe. They got the deserved win, in my opinion. Um, despite us putting nearly every attacking player on the pitch. You know, we in the end, I think we had Messi, Braithwaite, Ansu Fati, Coutinho, Ricky Puic, who I guess you could count as an attacker. Um, yeah, we, we put everyone forward. We tried to go for it, but we still couldn't. Getafe had multiple chances to wrap the game up. They couldn't do that either. And in the end, it ends 1-0 to Getafe. So that's it, man. That's it. That's four games of the league season played. Um, two wins, two very good wins, one draw against Sevilla and now a loss. And that places us currently in the La Liga table in ninth with seven points. We played four, as I said, one, two, drawn one and lost one. And currently at the top of that table sit Real Madrid. Uh, so unbelievable, unbelievable. But um, it, it is the, we could have gone top. We really could have gone top. So it's the way it is. Listen, that's been everything for this episode of Barca Base. As I say in every episode, I have recently made an Instagram page specifically for Barca-themed content, uh, you know, exclusives prior and after to the podcasts, along with a bunch of original content, transfer news and updates, club news and updates. So it's really worth checking out if you are a true coolé. So go over and check that out. It's at Barca Base Official on Instagram. Yes, that's right, at Barca Base Official on Instagram. But that's been everything for this episode of Barca Base. A disappointing result, a disappointing performance, but we will go again. It's a tough month for Barcelona. Big games coming up. The likes of El Clasico, the game against Juventus. Games are coming thick and fast, and we don't have a lot of time to mourn over this result. So let's pick ourselves up. Let's get ready for the next match, and let's damn well put in a better performance than we saw today. That that's been everything for this episode of Barca Base. I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and guys, I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.